God is a spirit, so are you. Mm. Ask me why. Good, I'll tell you. You came from him. The Bible says every seed produces after its own kind, folks. Dogs make other dogs. Cats make other cats, so forth and so on. But you came from God. God is a spirit. Mm -hmm. What does that make you? Spirit. But the Amen. devil don't want you to find out. Amen. You are a spirit. You have a soul. Mm -hmm. And they live in your body. that are believing with Helen and I in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord move upon them. Healing and delivering them and Thank making God. them whole. Jesus said by his stripes that he took we are made whole. Yeah. We are healed now and we receive it in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, good morning, Prophet, again. Today we are talking about faith for healing. Faith for healing. Now, uh, Prophet, if you will, let's look at a scripture here. Let's look at Psalm 78 and verse 39 to verse 41. Psalm 78, verse 39 to verse 41. And this is the King James, King James Version. 78. Psalm 78, verse 39 to 41. Okay. And we are there. In the King James? In the King James. For he remembered <clears throat> that they were but flesh. A wind that passeth away and comes not again. Verse 40. How oft did they pro provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Verse 41. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. How far? That's good. That's it? Okay. Now, pay attention to words, everyone. Grab pen and paper. Get your Bibles. I'm telling you, you're going to see some things today. Okay? Amen. Now, notice what it said. They tempted the Lord in the wilderness. They tempted him. Did you know you can tempt him today? How do you do that? By not listening to him. By not obeying his word. You see, there are people who say, well, uh, all you got to do is just believe. Just believe. Folks, this is going to hit you rather strange. But you need to hear the truth. That's not the believing we are talking about. Sometimes you see these Christmas stories and uh, fiction pictures. And they tell me, you know, just believe, just believe. Now, that's not what we are talking about. We are talking about, when we say believe, we are talking about believe God himself. How do you do that? Take what he said. See, the Bible says here in Psalm 78 and 41, 
they turned back and limited the Holy One of Israel, which is the Lord. They limited him. Somebody said, well, it's not possible to limit the Lord. Sure it is. Now, God has power, sure, to do anything he wants to do, but that's not how he operates. So, how do you do this? How did they limit him? Not obey him and have the wrong attitude about what he said. See? Not listening and having the wrong attitude about what he said. There, there, uh, you can go to a place for the first time, plane, automobile, whatever. And when you get there, you know what kind of spirit you are dealing with. Now, if you know anything about spiritual things, you see there's a, there's a prophetic mental driver works in every city, every state, every country you know. For instance, if you go to Australia, you know what spirit you're going to run into? You're going to bump into big? Pride. You know what spirit is here in America? Rebellion. Yeah. You're going to run into these things. See, these spirits are everywhere. They are running whole states. They are running whole nations. Yes, they are. But you have to know the faith of God in the operation of it. People say, oh, well, you just got to just believe. Again, that's not what we're talking about. See, we're talking about faith in God. How do you get the faith of God? You receive what he said. Find out what he said. Faith coming by what? Hearing. And hearing by the who? The word of God. Prophet, you have anything there? Uh, you're doing a great job. Just keep going. All right. Now. What I want you to do here, let's look at something here. Uh, again, we're talking about faith for healing. Now, in Mark, I believe, chapter 8, in verse 22, Jesus come to Bethsaid, and they brought a blind man to him. And besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. Pay attention to words. Now, Jesus caught the man by the hand and brought the man out of town. So why would he do that? But Jesus said he didn't do anything except what he heard the father say. And saw the Father do. What am I saying? Jesus is led by the Spirit all the time. He's not doing things just because people suggested it. 
So the Spirit of God leads him to do whatever Jesus do. So why would it be needful or desirable to catch this man by the hand, walk him away from his friends and everybody else, see, pass the first, second block, just keep going, going down the street, and going and going until he's completely out of town. See, he waited till he got out of town to minister to this man who was born. Now, let's look at Mark chapter 6, and you'll begin to see this happen. Mark 2 said the Sabbath day came, and Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, and many were astonished. Not in a good way, though. And they said, where in the world did he get these things, the wisdom that he was teaching? They said, isn't this the carpenter? Why is this man saying he's a learner? He's a carpenter. Why is he saying he can minister healing and deliverance? He's a carpenter. And they said, we even know his mother. We know his father. We know his sisters. And they were offended. At him. Stay with me. Now, offend has to do with uh, being irritated, annoyed by him. Now, when you look at him, you're looking at him disrespectfully, and you can you can hear that in the, in the language how they were speaking. He's a carpenter. Who in the world is he? Come on, he's a learner. And this is obviously the influence is the devil himself. He's the devaluer. He's the demeanor. The enemy is always trying to do his best to run down, to despise, to demean, devalue God's precious holy things. And that's not just because he's a nasty, bad person, is for a result. Because if you value and esteem the things of God, you will get results from the things of God. Are you still here with me? And the enemy knows that. So if you value and esteem and treasure and feed on God's healing word, It'll help you. It'll heal you too. So you say, well, oh, I don't believe in all of that. You know, that stuff won't help you. Well, it won't help you. You won't get anything out of it. Jesus talked about that. He said, take heed how you heal. For with the measure that you meet to it, it'll be measured back to you again. What does that mean? The measure, the degree of respect. The degree of reverence, the degree of attentiveness, the measure of value that you give to it will determine what you get from it. Now, can you see this in the scriptures? See? No. Go ahead. You talking to me? Yeah, you said something? 
always agreeing with you. I was saying oh. yes, that's so true. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Now, you can have some of the most accurate teachers, some of the most unlearned of revelation that they were, people will ever hear. And they say, well, Jesus is just a carpenter. You know, who do he think he is? It's not who he think he is. It's he, it's who he know he is. Who the father say he is. See? See, people act idiotic. They did it in Jesus' day to be in the presence of such greatness, of such power. See, every one of those people there that day, they could have been healed. They could have been delivered. Everyone could have been set free. Any problem, any hindrance, any bondage, they could have been set free. They could have been in the best shape that they ever imagined that they could be in, in their life. If, if they had shown some respect towards the Lord. Are you getting this? If yes. they had just been open to him to learn and to find out what he had to say. See, well, you know, I know him. I know his sisters and brothers. And see, God got to use somebody somewhere, right? Sometime. Yes. And we have heard things, you know, that's happening. Maybe there's something here. See, what am I saying? If they had just been open to him. See? But they shut him down. They limited the Holy One of Israel. They shut him down. They were offended at him. They were put out with him. They didn't like him. They didn't like him saying he was an earned. You know? They, they thought he was just for a colloquial phrase, he was too big for his britches. He's just a common carpenter. You don't, you don't know who you're talking to, buddy. We know where you live. We know where you come from. And Jesus, what did he say? A prophet is not but without honor if amongst his kin and in his own house. And we have to watch that because you can be in awe of someone or on the TV screen or in church somewhere. But see, you don't know them. You don't know them at all after the flesh. And then you might have somebody in your own household, somebody who you know, you know, that have similar gifting and gracing. But you won't know who they are because you're going back to the flesh. And the scripture said, no, no man after the flesh. See, we, what am I saying? We should believe God to open our eyes to help us to see what he sees, what he knows. Just pray that right now. Father God, open my eyes. Father God, open my eyes. In my heart. In my heart. To see. To see. Those things. Those things. About you. About me. In the name about of Jesus. About you in the name we of Jesus. We want to see. We want to see. What you see. What you see. The anointings. The anointings. The grace. 
grace. As you see. As you see. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You see, the more carnal people are, that's all they can see. That is all they can see. What? They're carnal. They're led by the five senses, and that's all. But what am I saying to you here? There is another realm. It's called the spirit realm. That's what it's called. It's called the spirit realm. Hey, Folks, seeing your flesh, if you just keep going by your five senses, what you feel, what you taste, what I heard somebody said, that somebody said, that somebody said, what I feel. Well, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm still feeling bad. Oh, I guess one day I'll get there. Can I just be honest with you? You will never get there talking like that. You know why? Your words are spirit. See, in St. John chapter 4 and verse 24, it says, For we know that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Folks, there's more to life than what you can see, what you can hear, what you can taste, what you can smell, and what you can feel. That is only one realm. It is called the five senses. But there's a whole nother realm out here. See, listen. Are you ready for this? In your spirit, you are not sick. You are not afflicted. I want to say that again. In your spirit, you are not sick. You are not afflicted. That's only in your body, in this physical realm. I hope you're catching this. Mm. Jesus said, by his stripes, you were healed. It is talking about the stripes that the Father put on him. That's what got you healed. It's not talking about somebody took a strap to his back. And I thought that myself for many years. And this is why the Word of God instructs us to study to show ourselves approval under God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed of rightly dividing the Word of Truth. That's Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 15. I'm telling you, you are healed. Jesus said you were. Now listen, but see, if only, if the only thing that you know is what you can taste, what you can feel, what you can see with these two natural eyes, what you can hear with these two pieces of meat up beside our head, we call them ears. And what we can feel, I'm trying to tell you. Satan have you where he wants you. Write this down. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. It says, for we 
are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Now, let me, uh, prophet, jump in any way you want here. Okay. Now, let me show you something here. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. I love that verse. I love all of them. But I use this verse a lot. Therefore, if any man, any woman be in Christ, think about it now, be in Christ. He is, she is a new creature. Here we go. Old things have what? Passed away. And all things are become new. What is the new thing that he's talking about? Now, you are born again. You are not operating by your flesh man or flesh woman anymore. You're being led by the Spirit of God. Now you have become aware of that other room I talked about, which is the spiritual room, watch this here, where all your needs are already met. Your healing has already taken place. It's already done. And this is the reason why the enemy, the devil, want to keep your eyes closed. Amen. Because he don't want you to ever find out the truth. Remember John chapter uh, 8 and verse 32? And you shall know the what? The truth. And the truth will make you free. You want to be free from that sickness? Let me tell you something. Hmm. God is a spirit. So are you. Hmm. Ask me why. Good, I will tell you. You came from him. The Bible says every seed produces after its own kind, folks. Dogs make other dogs. Cats make other cats, so forth and so on. But you came from God. God is a spirit. Mm-hmm. What does that make you? Spirit. But the Amen. devil don't want you to find out. Amen. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and they live in your body. Go ahead, Prophet. Okay, you, wow, where do I start? You said so much, so many powerful things this morning. But I'll try to bring it all together if I can. Okay, so you started out talking about how uh, over in Psalm 78, I think it was, Yes. Yeah, how they disobeyed God and dishonored him and disrespected him. That's right. They limited him, yes. Yeah, and limited, and you say limited, when you limit God, when you, when you don't obey God, that's what we do. We limit him. And because we don't understand that, we do that all the time. And then over here in Mark, right where you are, Mark 6, you stopped at verse 4. You said, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet, because they were talking about who does he think he is, right? Talking about Jesus. Yes. That's right. this, uh, the brother of James is in this. He's a son of Mary. They looked, at, they looked at him as being just like the rest of them because he was brought up. In that, in that hometown, in that place where they were, and they knew him as a child. 
they saw him going up. But what they don't realize, did not realize, is that God had put a special anointing upon him. That's right. God had called him. He had anointed him, the Bible says, and appointed him. That, But they couldn't see that, so they disrespected him. And flesh has a way of doing that. And so Jesus yeah. said, but a prophet is not without honor, but in his what? In his own country. In and his own, own kin and in right. his own house. Yes. But Apostle, I was, I was looking at that next verse, verse 5. Okay. Because mm-hmm. to me, it, it pulls it all together. It brings in the, it brings in what's really going on, why they're doing that, what Satan is actually doing. Look what it says. And he could there, what? Do no, no mighty works. Said that he mm-hmm. laid hands on a few, what? Sick folks. Sick, sick. Yeah. And healed them. Now we know in who our state apostle. Who had minor illnesses. And that's what I was about to say. We know this because we studied this for years. Yeah. What are they saying? He could only heal headaches. That's he right. could only heal heal minor cuts and bruises. But he could there do no much. People with cancer and diabetes and people that were blind, the dead, none of that could happen there. None of that's that right. could happen there. But it did not say he could not do that, but he could do it there in that place. And why is that? That's right. Because of their disrespect for him? Yes. Because of their disbelief of who he was? You see, the whole New Testament is based on you believing. Me, me, and you, and, and each of us having faith in who and what he is and what he says. Satan knows that if he can get you to disrespect him and try to bring him down on your level, do nothing for you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what kind of help you need. If you're not going to believe in who he is, believe what he says and obey him, even when you go back to the Psalms 78 where we started out this morning, he was so depressed with that group and you go back and read that whole chapter, you'll see. He said, I've done all this for you. You've seen my works. This is God. You've seen my works. You've seen all that I've done. And yet you are behaving like this. And the Bible says he drew, he withdrew himself from them. He said, okay, this is the way you want to behave. Now I'm going to bring all this down upon you. That's, ha- that, that's what happened. He said, stay out here for 40 years. And here now we have Jesus dealing with people, and it's the same spirit. They disres- yeah. They're disrespecting Jesus. They don't want to have it. Who is? Who does he think he is? Apostle did a great job of explaining that. But guys, we have to be able to watch this word, discern. Why does Satan always want you, who are the believers, who are the who are the born again? Why does he always want you to doubt the word of God? And this is the answer right here. Because if he can get you to doubt the word of God, God can do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. can do nothing for you. It says right here. He, he can do no mighty works here. And so what did he have to do? He Look at verse 6 and in Mark 6. 
and he marveled because of their what? Unbelief. Unbelief. Yes. And so when he when he could do no miracles, the only thing he was left with was what? So he went about the village what? Teaching. Teaching. You see it? Listen, God right. gave us a wonderful word the beginning of this year. And he said, this is it's the year of what? What Abundant is it? And understanding. And what? And understanding. And understanding. We've been looking at a word. We've been looking at a passage this week in Proverbs. And you know it. We don't have to go there. But I want to bring this out. Just get wisdom, get knowledge, but in all you getting, get what, Apostle? Understanding. And here's the key to understanding. Understanding means discernment. Yes. That's good. I'm going to say it again. That's why he said, all you're getting, you're getting some wisdom, that's fine. You're going to school to get some knowledge. That's great. I applaud you. But in all that getting that you're out here getting, make sure you get what? Understanding because understanding will give you the discernment of what Satan is really doing. Why he wants you to be in doubt of the word of God. Why he doesn't want you to believe the word. Why he's always making you doubt God. Why he's always making you skeptical. Why he's always making you get together and start arguing about the word. Why is Satan doing that? Because of that verse right there. Because mm -hmm. when you do that, God can do no mighty works for you. That's right. Are you listening? I don't know what, right. what ailments you have right now. It doesn't matter what it is. Cancer, COVID-19, the Delta variant. It doesn't matter. If you will believe the scriptures, if you will believe what Jesus said, if you would take that word and just say, no matter what, I'm going to believe what he said to me. He said over in, in 1 Peter 2.24, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to take it. I'm going to walk in it. What did he say? Those of us who know that word, what did he say? You see? He took our own sickness in his own body. Now, you don't have yes. it. it. It's over. That's what he's talking about in Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was laid on him. And with mm -hmm. his stripes, you're healed. And then yes. you, you say, well, that's Old Testament. Well, go over into the New. In First Peter 2, uh, 24, what do you say? Jesus, huh? his own self, come on sin in his own body. He and what it goes on to say, and by his stripes you were healed. You see? Mm -hmm. You and mm -hmm. I were healed. That's past tense. But you know what? People doubt that. Now you got to pay attention as apostles doing a wonderful job with this word. I'm telling you, this is awesome, Apostle. If we Praise can get God. this, we're on our way to healing. We're on our way to deliverance. You see, he said something else that is so important. He said spiritual. You are spiritual. Sickness is spiritual. Sickness 
is not natural. It didn't come from God. You have to, you cannot cure that kind of, you can't go in and get a spiritual healing with just the pills that the doctor is giving us. Yes. You cannot cure a spiritual ailment with a natural medication. That's right. Thank God for our doctors. Thank God for surgeries and all those things. But do you know you can get healed without surgery? Do you know you can get healed without pills and medication? Do you know that? And what is that? That's believing in the word of God. Yes. And he said, you must believe. Why? Because if you believe, you will receive that spiritual healing. And when you receive a spiritual healing from God, it's not covered up. It's not masked. It's not going to be there and then return. No, it's completely what? Annihilated. Right about that? It's completely done away with. Yes. But see, when you can't discern that, and that's why Satan is doing all that he's doing in the world today. People cannot discern. They can't even discern the truth about what this coronavirus is all about. They're left to their own understanding. They're left to what the politicians are saying. They're left to what, you know, you don't have, you don't have to be left with that discernment. That's why he said get wisdom, get knowledge, but in all that you get, Get some discernment. You should be able, because of who you are, you should be able to just close your eyes, get the word of God in your spirit, and know the truth for yourself about everything and anything. Why? Because you have discernment. That's right. You don't have to figure anything out. You don't have to be left in the dark. This is a wonderful word that you're giving, Apostle. I thank God for it. You know, it's the key right there. He could there do no mighty works except lay his hands on a few. And and who are we talking about here? This is Jesus. Yes. Well, Jesus couldn't do no works because of doubt. What do you think, Apostle, or I, or any any man or woman of God? That because look right here. He said, Go, "Keep going." Look. So he commit. Now he's sending his his disciples out. He commanded them verse. He called, verse 7, he called his 12, began to send them out what? Two by two. You know what? And that's who we are. That's who we are. And that's what we come with the word of God. We're sent ones. To what? Until you would thus say the Lord. See, if you will believe it and you'll receive it, there is no stopping you. There is no holding you back. But when you're in doubt, you have to go without. That's right. When you are in doubt and, and unbelief, you're gonna we're gonna be just like these people. God, Jesus said, "I can't, I can't help them." He was Jesus for God's sake, and he could not do any mighty works. Neither can we, and that's what apostles talking about. You you can't let people get you to the place where you are disrespecting God in that way. You can't bring God or Jesus down on your level. No matter where you saw him, 
they saw him growing up around them. And so they felt like he's just like us. We don't have to listen to him. We don't have to respect him. Yeah. And that, that is not about highlighting Jesus because Jesus was not like that. You know what that's about? That's about you getting your healing. That's about you. Because if you don't respect him, if you don't believe him, he can't help you. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. It just doesn't happen, does it? It does not, Pastor. But can we discern that? Are we able to discern that? Or are are we still in the dark about it? He was Mm -hmm. Jesus. He could do nothing, and neither can anyone else. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my God, when people get in faith, when people get to the place where they say, no matter what, I'm going to believe the word of God, we'll see miracles happen. Now we'll go back to the miracles. Now we'll go back to the signs and the wonders. But if we stay in that place of disrespecting him and unbelief, he could just heal headaches, minor aches. That's all the word of God can do for you if you're going to doubt it. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I I, want to show you this because I like what what you're saying, all right? And this here, prophet, it brings it out even more. Now, we showed you about the man in Mark who Jesus led him out of town, right? Mm-hmm. But now watch this here. Why did Jesus bring this blind man? He caught him by the hand, and he brought him all the way out of town, all the way out of the city. He just he just walked, and they walked, and they walked. He got him out of there. Prophet, yeah. go to Genesis Chapter 12. Uh-huh, I'm there. Let's pick it up in verse 1. In Genesis 12 and 1, and you want the King James? Yes. Now yes. the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. Make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee. I'll curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Stop right there. Now notice, here's that same man, Abram, which you know him as Abraham. Yeah. But at this time, his name was Abram. Yeah. The Lord is talking to him. Look at what he told him. Get out. From where? From your own country. And from get your father's your country, house. And get out of your father's house. Now watch yeah. it. It's worse. Get out of the country where you are. Get out of your parents' house. Why? Abram's mother and father, they were devil worshippers. 
Abram's daddy's name was Terah. Guess where they live? Guess Iraq. That Iraq that you hear about on the news so much, that's where he was from. Notice the Lord told him to get out of there. Just take your wife and y'all go. But where am I going? Just go and I'll show you. Praise God for this man. He believed God. He went. Now he made a mistake because he brought more than his wife. He brought his nephew Lot. And that's a whole other story. I don't have time to get into that today. But what I want, I'm trying to show you is this. There was a reason why he said, get out of the country. Like I told you to begin with today. There is a spirit over every nation. I don't care what nation you go in, there's a spirit over that nation. There's a spirit over every state. There's a spirit over every city. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The Lord yeah. told him, get out. Now look, he's gone. He can do whatever. But he told this man to get out. Now connect that with there, Jesus could do no mighty works. Why did he tell him to leave? Because he couldn't work there. Now let me show you something. Remember, his wife was barren. She couldn't have children. They wanted children, but they couldn't have them where they were. If Sarah had a, had a child right there where they were, Satan would have been taking credit for it. Are you listening to me? You yeah. would have never, ever gotten the promised child, Isaac. Never. But now, here we go. He told them to get out. When they left, she conceived, but she couldn't conceive there. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Go to a place where I will show you. Remember the Lord told the prophet Elisha, get to Zion. Yeah. I have sustained a widow woman, watch this word, there. To sustain you. Folks. Let me back up to that man. In, in Mark 8.22. The Lord caught that man by the hand. And he led him completely out of the city. Why? Because of the influence of the demonic forces. That was in that place where he was. A disrespect and unbelief. Yes. See, there was nothing the Lord could do. So he brought him out. What am I saying to you? There are people who will tell you, you're going to that healing school Saturday morning again, huh? Child, ain't that much healing in the world. Disrespectful to God. Disrespectful to you. No faith there. And I want to tell you something. 
If you stay around people like that, you will never get anything. The Bible says, He that have an ear, let him hear. Now listen, everybody got pieces of meat up beside their head. We call ears, right? But when he said, He that have ears to hear, he was not talking about these ears on the side of your two heads, you know, on the side of your head. He was talking about those spiritual ears. Did you know you have spiritual ears? Discernment. Discernment. Yes. Understanding See, and discernment. People say all the time, well, how do y'all, how do y'all, how do y'all hear from God? Folks, let me tell you something. If you are not, watch this here, born again. What does it mean to be born again, born from above? If you are still operating your life from the flesh realm. See, again, John chapter 4 and verse 24. For God is a what? He is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in what? You and I that worship him, we must. We have to do it this way. We must worship him in spirit, not in your flesh. And in truth, what truth? His word is true. Now, prophet, I heard you use the scripture. I want to use it again. It's John 6 and 63. Jesus said, it's the spirit. See, now that spirit is again. It's the spirit that quicken it, which means make a lie. The flesh profit you nothing. Did you catch that? The flesh profit you nothing. Now look what Jesus said. The words that I speak, the words, the words, pay attention now. The words that I speak to you, what are they? Spirit. They are spirit and they are light. They are what? Spirit and they are light. Whenever you get the spirit in the word of God together, you're going to witness, you're going to experience manifestation. But you Are know, you getting what I'm saying to you? Absolutely. But when unbelief and disrespect is there, it doesn't matter whether Jesus or God is there because mm-hmm. nothing can be done for you. That's right. Absolutely nothing. I want to go back to that scripture where Jesus was so disrespected. And he said, a prophet, even though he is a prophet, mainly where he's disrespected is in his own hometown. Now, that might sound to you like you're talking about a location. What he's talking about is the people that are around him. He's talking about those that he lives with, his inner circle. That's what he's talking about. And the reason why people around the prophet, around Jesus, became so disrespectful to him is because of something called familiar spirits. Mm-hmm. That's they right. were familiar with him. They were familiar with his natural attributes, 
to the point where they could not discern his spiritual qualities. You see that? But the main thing I want to bring attention to is this. He could not help them. He was helpless. And I keep pointing that out. And that same scenario is present today. He sent his disciples out two by two. And he himself, he just stopped teaching. He shut down. He didn't do anything else. He stopped healing. He stopped. What? That's just, that's what the apostle and the prophet has to do, have to do even in this day. When, when there's disrespect, when there's a lot of, you know, familiarity around, just stop. Go your way. Just, just stop and go your way. It's nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing. That's right. Who's above? Who's above Jesus? Who's above God? There was nothing. Even if you go way back to that verse where Apostles started out in Psalm 78 this morning. If you read that whole chapter, you'll see God turned them over. He said, okay. They won't listen. Here's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. My yeah. word has no power to them. They're disrespecting my word. Okay. And and what are we talking to you about this morning? It's not Apostle. It's not him. Uh, Prophet Helen, it is the word of God. You have to be able to see this for yourselves. Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to force. If he sees there's disrespect, he's going away. He's not going to try to make you receive something that he sees you're not receiving. Just stop. That's right. Because there's nothing he can do. Child of God, you must be able to discern where the spirit of disrespect and unbelief has come in your own household, in your own camp. You must be able to discern for yourselves. Because if you're not able to discern and see what Satan is doing, see, Satan is the one that wants you to enter into unbelief. What he knows, see, Satan can discern. He knows the truth. And that is, if you ever start believing this word that you're hearing, there is no one in this earth that can stop your healing. No That's one. That's right. No one can stop your success. If you're studying prosperity, Satan can't stop you, not if you believe in the word of God. If you're studying the word of God on healing, Satan can't stop you. It's too late. He cannot hinder you from receiving your healing. The only thing he can do to stop you is to get you to doubt. Yes. And if you are in doubt, I will say this again. Is I'm telling you, I know this as sure as I know my name. If you are in doubt, you will go without. I promise you, you will go without your healing. Because even Jesus himself leaves you alone when he sees you are disrespecting his word. Absolutely. He leaves you to your own understanding. He said, I'll turn them over to a reprobate mind. He's not going to force us. That's not who he is. No. He will stop. 
And that's all his disciples can do as well. That's all any man or woman of God can do. Amen. And, and what are we saying today? You see, this is your part. You must make sure that you are a believer. That's make right. sure you are in faith. And never ever get tired of hearing the word of God. It is your lifeline. It is the way you live now. And until we are able to discern that, we will go without. You have right. to get to the place where you realize, Apostle, oh, you said something so important this morning. I thought I would just fly when you said that. You and I are spiritual. You've got to mm -hmm. understand what that means. What is he saying? Before you were born again, you were just natural. But when you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you, your spirit man is now alive. And this is how you live. And if you haven't been able to discern that, you must do everything in your power to stop what you're doing. You know, they say, mic drop. It's time for you to drop the mic on everything you're doing in your life and put God first. That's right. Put God first. If this uh, ministry, this school is blessing you, don't come to healing school with the TV on, with the pots yeah. and the pans going, with anything. Shut it all down. That's how you respect God. That's how you respect his word. Don't make him uh, have to, you know, waddle all the debris that's going on in your life, if you really respect him, shut down for that one hour that you're hearing his words so you can what be able to understand it. Because when you understand, child of God, you will learn. You will know right from wrong. You will know the truth. And that's what the scripture says. It doesn't say the truth will make you free. That's the misinterpretation of that scripture. What did he say, Apostle? The truth that you what? That you know. That and you, you know. The truth that you know. And you operate in it. Come on. That's what will make you healed. That's right. That's right. Amen. You could be in in church 50 years and still not able to discern spiritual things. You hear people talk like that. Oh, I, I've been in my church for 35, 40, 50 years. Okay, that's fine. But are you now able to discern spiritual things? That's what understanding is about. Satan doesn't want you to believe God. He doesn't want you to have any respect for his word. He wants you to treat his word like we would do anything else. Listen, I'm going to say this and I'll be quiet. See, when you come before the word of God, you must approach the word like you, like if you see Jesus himself. How would you, how would, what would you do if he walked into your house right now? Would you just continue to do what you're doing and say, oh, hey, Jesus, what's up? And you mop the floor? Continue watching your favorite soap opera? Of course not. You wouldn't do that. 
No. Well, look what he said. He said, I and my word are what? One. One. So he's saying, when, when you approach my word, treat my word like you would do my person. Because when his word walks in, he walks in too.